What's going on? Hello, Hello. we are live. Hello. Welcome to GTFO. It's a Friday Facebook session. Um, welcome, guys. Hannah, this is your first one of 2022, isn't it? It is. I'm mega excited. I've been looking Very forward fun. to it all month. It's the yeah. highlight of my life. Or as we say at Grow Traffic, our company motto, don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. <laughs> I thought our company motto was, don't be a dick. Well, there is that as well. That That's our staff motto. <laughs> that's my that's my life, like, that's my motto to live my life by. Just don't yeah. be a dick. Just don't be a dick. I don't um, manage anyway, it very often. Um, Hannah, what's your name and where'd you come from? I'm Hannah. I am from Grow Traffic and Shooting the Shit and Traffic Wonk and the Seroptimists. And, and Grow Skills. Grow skills and target housing and the Yorkshire Adoption Agency and lots of other places. <laughs> wow, amazing. Lots of things. Um uh Simon Daly, what's your name? Where'd you come from? Daly. And I'm me from the land of Daly. This is this is also true. Um, Daly, and I, are you uh, drunk? You look like no, he's no, going to be in a minute. I, I, I've just opened a bottle of a nice bottle of cider because I don't have a water uh, up here, but I do have a bottle of cider. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's Friday, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. it's it's always Friday somewhere. Um, Rachel Weinhold from Grow Traffic, also Sir Optimists, M3 projects, um, a million other things besides. Too boring to go association. into. Make up business association. Yes, all of these things. Rabbit um, botherer. Rabbit. Oh, Jake bought me a mug. So we did our um, our secret Santa this week because Chloe, our lovely Chloe, has now left us. Um, she's gone traveling and then she's going to go and catch babies. Uh, so we had a little meal to say bye-bye to Chloe and we did our secret Santa at the same time because we couldn't have our Christmas due in December because COVID. Um, and Jake bought me a mug that says I'm the best rabbit mum. Um, what's your story of the week, Hannah, besides the fact that you stink? Well, no, that is my story of the week. I'm trying out a new natural deodorant and uh, it's been fine because I've been mostly sat still, but then I went and played netball on Wednesday and it was decidedly not fine. So, Has anybody uh, said anything? Has anyone noticed? No, no one's noticed. Well, no one's said anything, no. Well, but so I've seen polite. very few people, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Dali, got an interesting story. What happened to you this week? Well, I, I think my interesting story, which is Hannah's probably interesting story as well, is that Hannah and I interviewed about not quite eight people. There were supposed to be eight people, but we interviewed we eight four. people. And, uh, we interviewed four people. Four. It felt like about seven. <laughs> <laughs> so we interviewed on Monday and we've offered and two people have accepted, which is yes. good. Yeah, they start on Monday, don't happy. they? So they let's, uh, let's back on with this because I've still got sort of whacked up out yet for someone. Okay, right. Well, there we go. Perfect. Thank you, Dali. So today we are talking about top five tips for mastering voice search. Now, if you what tuned into voice our search. Uh, voice search, so if you tuned into <laughs> our broadcast, um, uh, the first one back week before last, um, we were we were talking about the top five things that you need to keep your eye on in terms of SEO uh, this year and voice search not new we have been talking about it for years but this was the one that we mentioned and the reason for 
that is that this is the year where it's finally going to take off. There are going to be more people by the end of this year, more searches will be carried out by voice search than are carried out uh, and on texting and on laptops and things in the traditional way. So we've got top five tips of what you need to do, practically speaking, with your content now that you've got existing on your website and the content that you created going forwards. So first of all, somebody explain to me what is voice search? What are we talking about? Before we crack on with that, can we just go back to what, what you just said then? Because I don't think it's quite right. We we aren't going to see more voice searches. In We're not going to see overtake text and, and other forms of searches, are we? It's just the it's just going to increase in in the number well, of searches. Well, they reckon sixty percent of searches by the end of twenty twenty two will be voice search. No, sixty percent of searchers will carry out voice searches. Slightly different. Okay, fine, fine. Go on then. What would you like me to do? Sorry, what would you like me to say? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking hell, <Elton. laughs> Right, Hannah, carry on. What were you saying? Voice search is when you say uh, into your phone or into a device in your home, like an Alexa, what's the weather going to be like today? Or um, how do I get to uh, Doncaster on the bus or something mm -hmm. like that? That's voice search. So you're searching using your voice. Yeah. And why is that going to be different for people than, than normal searches would be? Ali, do you want to flex your knowledge on this one? Why is it going to be different? Um, because it's a different way um, of using keywords or the, the way we use language. So Google's going to have to get much better understanding the way that we talk um, and how that relates to the way that content is brought up. It also means that there's generally only one result in voice search instead of uh, multiple results as, as you get in the in the normal SERPs. Um, there's a number of different things. It, it's uh, more applicable probably to local search, if you think about it that way, because people often use voice search um, before they, they trigger a map search, or perhaps in the car when they're searching for things or they're, they're looking for directions, a number of uh -huh. different ways. Well, like yeah, I think you're less likely to get a click through, uh, or you're not going to get a click through. So whereas on a, you know, if you type something into the Google machine, then you get a result and you get your answer. But if you want more depth, then you would obviously click through, which takes people onto your website. This isn't that. You're not going to get that click through. It's just asking the internet for answers, isn't it, essentially? Um, and, and, you know, we'll come on to asking and answering the questions because that's been our mantra for years. So that, that bit doesn't change. But I do think it's really important to consider that fact that, you know, search engines for the history of search engines so since the 90s have worked on and have, have been based on the fact that we type in queries and they, you know, read written content in order to understand how humans communicate with each other. We typed our queries. We were wanting uh, our answers to come at us in text format. And that fundamental change from written questions to spoken questions is big. And that, yes, the intent changes because somebody's going to be slightly in a slightly different position. You know, when you sit down at your laptop to start researching, you, you're naturally going to ask different questions than if you're just screaming them into your Alexa device. Uh, but also, 
we're going to talk much more colloquially, aren't we? So rather mm. than saying, you know, what will the weather be like tomorrow? We are going to say, am I going to need an umbrella if I go out in the next hour? We haven't mentioned the weather. We haven't said where we are, you know, we're, but we expect that our search devices will understand those connotations and the inferences from what we're saying. And nine times out of 10 nowadays, they do. But that that's a fundamental shift in how search functions and what we're expecting from our search engines. Yeah, do you guys so, use search? Do you use voice search? Do you use it? Well, so Leon has an Alexa device, um, and I don't, I don't use voice search on my phone. Um, but Leon will ask questions, and occasionally will ask questions of the Alexa. But it tends to be much more. It's, it's less like I wouldn't sit down if I wanted to buy a new car. I wouldn't start that journey with Alexa and say, Alexa, what are the best cars for such and such thing, or what's a good family car? Um, I would tend to just say things like, you know, when's my package coming? Is it, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? You know, it's much it, it's a very different style of searching isn't it i think as well uh, like the, you use it what sort of things do you say to it um, why am i like this and yeah why is she crying <laughs> how did um how did i end up with this amount of genius this level of genius <laughs> how can the world relate better to me no but Questions really what like do you that. search for <laughs> No, no, so I, I, I often use it in the car. So I often, um, if I'm driving, I'll often um, ask ask Google for locations and things like that. My new car has a uh, like a media center, so you, you, your phone becomes like the screen of the car, if you like. So yeah. it all kind of hooks in together, and. Um, it's a very yeah, so different I, I style of using like the search engine, though, isn't it? it and it is very yeah. different yeah. to how we've used search engines in the past. In the past, they've been much more of a, um, you know, like a, a library almost of how do we yeah. access this information. And, and now we're just we just expect them to have the answer to every question we could ever think. I of. mean, I, I I don't have a, an Alexa or anything like that, and I won't do because I feel like it's like the last bastion of privacy. Although obviously my phone is listening to me all the time, but um i i never used it on my phone except to like do a task like set a timer or you know set a reminder and that's mainly because i can't find the reminder function on my phone so like i think <laughs> but i think a lot of these devices were set up for the internet of things so you know you can turn on your light switches or you can remind like do i need milk kind of things and um, mm -hmm. rather than it being particularly a search function you know, I think it's more there to like aid the lives. So right, like what like you were yeah. saying, where you wouldn't like sit down and look at cars, like you wouldn't, but you would like ask, you know, mm. like what's That's the calories in a banana? It, it's it's much more of a oh, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, bake up Wi-Fi issues. Um yeah, it's it's much more it. there to be a, an aid to life, isn't it? The idea is that we will say, you know, oh, don't put put milk on my shopping list and our device will then add the milk to the shopping list. And when we've got enough things, order it automatically. And it's much more around that seamless kind of uh, lifestyle assistant as much as a search engine, isn't it? And I do think that, that for years we've been predicting the rise of voice search. And it's not like I do feel like we have this conversation every year and it's never really come into total fruition because there will always be those you know the need to do your own research and to to physically google it so 
I think that does need to be taken into and consideration. Google said that themselves. Yeah, I think like all these tips, like Google like, said this. Have we got a delay? Mm. Uh, I think like all yeah, these tips we shouldn't be um, <laughs> should be taken with that in mind. Don't just think like I'm going to optimize my entire site now for Google, for voice search. And Google have said that themselves. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, and it, it, you, you're absolutely right. We are still um, that there's that fundamental visual element is missing from Alexa devices and what have you. And you know, you can see by the rise of TikTok and the success of YouTube and even Pinterest and things, we are still very visual. And there are we certain like things. That we are, yeah, we want to see pictures of things and we want to see pretty pictures of things. And, and Alexas don't do that, that they're not going to give us that access to a, a website or photos or anything. So anyway, let's let's crack on. Time is marching on. Time is marching on. Um, so top five tips. How are you as a content creator going to ensure you have thought about and optimized for voice search when you are creating your content, updating your website, all the rest of those things? Tip number one, research your keywords and your customers. So it's not just keywords. Why is it not just keywords? Why does your customers and the rest of it matter? Because uh, the the actual customers so crucial in this instance because it's how they speak, how they're going to find your services rather than uh, just kind of broad terms that they're going to use to find them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what's what's the difference in that? What difference does it make, Dali? Um, I think I think we should generally talk about understanding um, customers rather than keywords in, in many instances anyway, because we've kind of moved moved beyond um, just just thinking about small one or two word phrases. Um, but all, all all your all your customers are going to talk in different ways. They're going to um, use different kinds of words often words that you wouldn't think uh, apply to your industry or your product or your service and it's about picking up on those and my the example that i always give is uh, i work with a, a company that sold ivas which was like a debt management pro project uh, um, product sorry and all the um, consumers were typing in bankruptcy and bankrupt and keywords surrounding that because that's what they were scared would happen whereas the company thought that they would go out there and target the word I iva mm. yeah exactly like you need to look at sometimes at that kind of at the at the buyer journey and what brings uh customers to the very top of your kind of funnel when they're just in the in the awareness phase well, and also it's that fundamental thing, isn't it? Of what do your customers call it? And I, when we're training, I always use the example of, you know, we call it SEO copywriting. If we're writing a blog for a client, we are doing SEO copywriting. But our clients don't call it that. They call it blogging or blog writing or they're, they're going to search for, I need someone to write my blog, so I need a blog writer. So it's that basic thing of what, what are people going to be looking for if they are looking for your product and service? And even down to things like when we say research your customers, you know, what age? 
age group are they? Because if you're if your products or services are targeted at people in their twenties, they are going to talk in a very different manner to people who are in their sixties and seventies, perhaps. If you are mainly targeting people in the north of England, you know you're going to use a different colloquialisms, different accents, all the rest of it to people who are down south. So it's thinking about who are those customers, how are they going to ask for your products or services, or ask questions that relate to your products and services, um, and it's all that that is about you know yeah thinking about your buyer journey but also put yourselves in your customers shoes and don't think about it from your own um, point of view yeah okay so top five top tips for using voice search number one think about keywords and customers customers more than keywords number two we've just touched on this but ask and answer questions we, have, we say this over and over again when we're doing better blogging. I must say, ask and answer questions about 50 times. But why? Why do we need to ask and answer questions? Because that's how it works. People ask yes. questions in, in search engines. So you have to answer questions in, you know, to get into the search engines, essentially. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's about asking the right kinds of questions as well, asking those open questions, uh, using words like how, what, why, when, where, which, mm -hmm. in, in, you know, in constructing those, those questions. Yeah, and I think, as you know, this sounds obvious, doesn't it? Ask and answer the questions, but uh, you're absolutely right that that asking the questions, how are your customers going to ask the questions is the important bit, but also the answering bit is really important here because what we used to do, if we were writing a blog, for example, we might ask a question as a heading, but then we might ramble on for a bit and give a bit of background and then answer the question at the end of the paragraph. Now, we, we need to just give the search engines access to that question and answer. So ask your question whether that's your, your heading or your subheading, your H1 or your H2, or, or a frequently asked questions page. They're, they're a really good way of doing this, getting those questions in there. But ask your question and immediately answer it. Short, succinct, one sentence answer. This is why you're often seeing on people's websites, um, you go into an article and there's a, a, um, a TLDR section, too long, yeah. don't, didn't read or don't read uh, section at the top of it. Yeah, I and it asks and answers the questions. Yeah, it's really good. And and why frequently asked questions, Hannah? Why are why are they better than than some other formats? Because you can ask and answer lots of questions on one page, uh, and that's it. It's about succinctly answering that question. In yeah, paragraph, getting it in the right amount of kind of um, text and and well, characters. Do you know what? I that's that's an interesting interesting one so when you think about things like the knowledge box in in, in uh, normal search in in it's all about a specific number of characters i bet on voice search and i don't know this i, I bet it's the the length of time that it takes to read that that response out mm. must have a, an element to do with that I'll it could well be but up. i mean think about think about how you know we i know hannah you said you don't have an alexa but when we are, are using the alexa you ask her a question and the answer is very short it, it is literally one sentence but it's a short sentence if she can get away with giving you one or two words she will do so i think if that succinctness is is a key point you know don't what you can waffle on after you know if once you've asked and answered the question you can then go off and do your explanation and why is it like that and blah 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 that bit's not going to get read out by alexa but just make sure you're asking an answer and and this isn't just for blogs this is across your website so i do think it's really important if you are starting to think about voice search as part of your strategy 
don't just do it from your blogs going forward. Go back, look at your older blogs, review them if you can, look at some of the other content on your website. You know, if you've got a homepage, for example, can you turn that into a, this question and answer format so that it's all pulling in the same direction? Um, okay, so top five tips. Number one, research your keywords and your customers. Number two, ask and answer questions all the time. Number three, write colloquially and write conversationally. Why does this matter? Well, Russell has just made a really good point. Hi, Russell. Uh, is voice search perceived as more personal rather than typing? And this kind of plays into it because, yes, because... People, you, you talk differently to how you write, obviously. Everybody does all the time. And so in that sense, the, the language that you need to use when you are writing your content for voice search does need to be more conversational. It needs to be less formal and therefore more personal um, So because, because that's how people will speak. So in order for it to get picked up and understood, uh, it needs to be, you know, conversational. Mm -hmm. and, and it's back to that thing, isn't it? You know, if I mean, I, I always use the weather just because it's an easy example. But, you know, it, once upon a time, if we were writing a blog post about weather next month, we might say there will be a lot of rainfall, quite formal. Now we might say, you know, don't forget, you're going to need your brolly when you leave home. Brolly, not umbrella. You know, use the, that language that your customers are going to be speaking in. Again, we're back to what age are they? Where do they live? What socioeconomic background roughly do they come from? You know, once you've got that picture in your head of who your customers Customers are you can imagine how they're going to speak and you need to then mirror that and speak to them in that same language Dally yeah Google's I mean the the algorithm that we're talking about is called lambda um, so it's, it's kind of a, a new bit of machine learning AI that that, that Google will introduce and it's all about um, understanding the responses to questions that may not seem sensible in the context of the question that's being asked but is sensible is a sensible response in just a general conversation that people have so like what? um so so well the, the the point being that when we have conversations we start in one place and we might end up in somewhere completely different now a machine thinking about this think about it thinks the start and it, it takes us right to the end you know and things like um, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to give an example offhand. I can't really. Think so I was reading an example. How you meander um, through that? Yeah. Well, I, I said one of the examples I was um, looking at as well. So there's a there's a pub in Preston called the Tickled Trout. Funnily enough, there was um, this this was the example that was used in the blog post. Not that pub, but there was another pub, and the, this guy had said, you know, uh, something along the lines of how do I get to or what time does the Tickled Trout open? Oh, that was it. How do I get to the Tickled Trout? That's what he'd asked. And what he'd got, what what were he, he compared the search results from the Alexa and the search results from the internet, and a lot of it was, you know, how do I tickle a trout, a fish? And they thought it was a fishing thing. So it's absolutely, it's about, you know, you're right, Dali. What we say might seem completely nonsensical to a to an algorithm, but we're we're still expecting them to understand what we're talking about, aren't we? Is it also yeah. like how, like, if you're looking, I always find it fascinating that if I'm watching a movie. I'm one of these that just spends my whole life like Googling the movie and the actors and the trivia while I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially what I did to you when we were children, but now I do it to Google. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Um, so, so but, but Google always anticipates like my next few questions. So say I Google like Greece, the musical, you know, Greece, then it'll be 
like Olivia Newton John's solo career lyrics to let's get physical. What else is a little, you know? And it kind of yeah. like understands where where my train of thought is going to go. Is that kind of it? It's kind. Of, I mean, that's that's been around for a long time. It's yeah. Um, the, the but I mean, what you is, about like the conversation meanders. It's that open-ended nature of a conversation where one thing can go to can lead to another, and you might come back to the thing that you started off with, or you might go on a completely different tangent, but you still have it in the same conversation. It's 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 that kind of thing. So it's a bit further. It's more advanced than that. It's that kind of concept, but a bit further. Yeah, further yeah. And that's um, what we okay. need to research now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So think, don't just think logically. And, you know, again, think about conversations, think about how people talk. It's, it's a different style of, of communication. Uh, so top five tips, research your keywords and your customers. Number two, ask and answer questions all the time, everywhere. Blog posts, FAQ pages, main pages of your website. Number three, write colloquially and conversationally. Number four, read it aloud to yourself. Why is this important? Well, before we get on to that, Russell has said, can my business model be optimised by you for voice search? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but it's more optimising the content on your website for voice search. So it's making sure it's not so much about your business. It's, it's making sure that your content on the website matches what people are searching for. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what was the question? Read it aloud. Well, yeah. So read it read aloud. It, yeah, yeah, read it aloud to make sure that you uh, have actually written it in a way that people that makes sense when it's written out loud. Mm. When it's read think, out loud. Yeah, because we as as kind of marketers and, and SEOs that have been doing this for a long time, you often find that when you read the content, it's very you have repetitive chunks in it where you've you've put the keyword in and you've it doesn't sound natural sometimes when you read it out loud it's doing the right thing for the search engines often mm -hmm. but you read it aloud make sure it makes sense make sure it it's um it sounds like it's got a bit of personality to it it's not just a flat piece of content that sounds like it's been ai generated that's really important. Mm. And, I, and I think, you know, we uh, all, all of us use, you know, copywriting is a, a skill that we use on a daily basis. But a lot of people who are creating content for their websites, they're not naturally copywriters. And they will they will be writing, um, you know, in a certain style. And sometimes it's just that basic thing of, OK, read out the question, read out the answer. Does that sound like something Alexa would say? If it doesn't, go back, make it shorter, make sure you've answered the question, all the rest of it. Um, and it's just that final change check isn't it it's going to be read aloud by somebody so you just read it aloud and just make sure it makes sense before you you move on you could um, always instead you could dictate it instead if you uh you know if writing is not your forte this is a good time when you might when you might use a dictaphone yes go on <laughs> hannah tell us your dictaphone story go on, go on. i just can't say the words so i was supporting a student in a class once and, and he had additional needs and we were talking about ways that he can make it a lot easier to to understand what his lecturer is saying and then go back to it afterwards and i said to him have you have you ever used the dictaphone and he goes no i just use my finger like everyone else <laughs> <laughs> <Dear me. laughs> and that was when oh, i realized dear. i had to leave teaching 
<laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but, you know, on that front, if, if a lot of people, one of the biggest things that people say to us as to why they don't want to blog is they say, I hate it. I haven't got time. Oh, I hate writing. I'm not very good at it. I can't spell. And, and you know, not everybody is good at writing. That's fine. But there is a lot of kit out there now that will enable you. So you could record a video like this and then get it transcribed. You can use your dictaphone. You know, there are lots of different ways of creating content that has um, this question and answer format that's not necessarily sit down and write a thousand word article. So yeah, use all the resources. Um, okay, so top five tips, research your keywords and your customers. Number two, ask and answer questions over and over and over again. Number three, write colloquially and conversationally. And number four, read it aloud to yourself just to make sure it makes sense and sounds logical. Number five, don't just rely on Google. Why? <gasps> Shock, horror. You mean there's something other than Google? There are other search engines. <gasps> what? I think, bum, bum, bum. I, th I think I'm more amazed that this question five isn't research, do it all over again and reconsider. Yes, review, review, amend. <laughs> Keep going back. Yeah, yeah, we've got We're a different shocked. number five. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's hard to believe, but it is true. Other people use, is it called Bing? Bing, I think it's called Bing. Bing, Bing yeah. Bing, Bing, yeah. Bing, Bing, it's a rabbit. Bing, rabbit. Bing, rabbit. He needs his bottom smacked. Bade it. Was it? <laughs> Bade it. Yeah, well, Bade is Chinese, isn't it? Uh, so and then there's duck duck go which I'm pretty sure I pay people to use them, um, but yeah no Alexa uses Bing so don't just optimize your content for Google because not every voice search home device. What is the right term for that? Anyway, not every one of it uses. Are they called Google. personal assistants? Personal they voice are. Assistants. I think they're called personal assistants. Yeah, or, yeah. or home. Google calls it as the home assist, doesn't it? Home but yeah, they assist. are assistants. And and this is what I mean. You can see by the way that they've named them. This is where they're going. We're supposed to have one of these devices that will literally do. You know, they'll turn the lights on. They'll turn the cooker on. They'll they'll do everything. Order our groceries. Up. You know, switch money in our bank accounts. Everything that we need to do will be done by this one central device. Oh, yeah. Well, did you uh, did you see Elon Musk's announcement over the last few days? Uh, uh, no, I hate Elon one the, Musk. He's one, like of a, one of his one like of his villain. other companies. He has uh, they they've got like implanted chips that they're putting into animals' heads. Um, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's it's really clever. They they can make they can get animals to like play games on computers, but they're they're really developing it at the moment to help people with like um, like quadriplegics and and tetraplegics to to start to walk and move again. So mm -hmm. it's uh, that's interesting. But the same technology could be used to transfer make an army of children and, and, yeah. yes okay we're getting into skynet territory um, so no, yeah, but it's good. we are getting into skynet territory They're watching and listening all the time they are all the time all the time <laughs> um, but yes i mean google is not the biggest search engine google has had for a very long time market dominance and it, and it is the biggest search engine by a country mile but most alexas uh, go through bing uh, so you cannot neglect it anymore you can't ignore it 
Uh, and what that means is where you would, you know, upload your website, uh, go to Google, get it, uh, Google Search Console, get it indexed, all the rest of it. Make sure you're showing up in the search results. You need to do the same thing for Bing. You need to go and get your Bing places for business card optimized. Claim it. Make sure all the information's up to date. Make sure your, your website is as visible in Bing as it is in Google. You know, just make sure you're thinking about all these different things because that's where if you if voice search is one of your you know key pillar of your strategy bing is going to be where it's happening rather than uh, on google yeah the it's difference not, between the the difference between the two things really is that google um looks contextually at keywords whereas bing looks more at precise keywords Mm. Yeah, Russell's so, just asked a really good question. Um, does voice search give different results than typing? No. Well. It, yes and no. It, yes, yes and no. no. It depends. You get the same. Yeah, you get the same results. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. Um, but if you were to type a query into Google, what you're going to get is you're going to get all of those rich search results. So you're going to get your maps listing, and you're going to get some ads, and you're going to get um, you know your, uh, all the different options of the websites that are ranking one by one. You can look at photos. You can look at shopping. All of the rest of it. With Alexa, you're just getting one answer and as you know as Dali said they are going to pick what they think is the correct answer and read out that one sentence to you so but, and also you would get a different result on Alexa as you would to Google because like we say Alexa uses Bing uh, but you would but like Apple have a home thing don't they as well they use Google uh, and obviously the Google one uses Google so um but the the other thing to sorry go on no go on no, I was just going to say the other thing to bear in mind is that when you're using a voice assistant, you're going to um, you're going to use different kind of language like we've talked about before. So you are actually putting in probably a different search than you would yeah. do in the normal results. Can't hear you, Rachel. But like, uh, I don't want to. Thank God for that. How did that? Then... Keep, her, keep her quiet. <laughs> she gone? She's completely gone. Good. I just can't hear her. But yeah, right, but, you know, search for search, word for word, uh, using the same search engine. Yeah, you'd get the same search. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, Come on, Rara, say something. Nope, still can't hear you. We just can't hear it. So this happened to Rachel the other day, actually. Yeah, this is going to be nice now. One of us might be able to actually be heard and get, get just, a word um, in well, this obviously, what are you? Because I'm still talking. Oh, shit, she's back. Let's just um, <laughs> let's get her out of the of the live feed. No, don't back. mute me out. No, stop it. You can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll... Right. Good. There we go. Right. Um, in that case, you were looking we're... forward to being able to to speak in full sentences then and get a word in edgeways. Well, stop it. Not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, top five tips for voice search. Number one, research your keywords and your customers. Number two, ask and answer questions, as many as you can, different ways, different questions, different points of the buyer journey. Number three, write colloquially and conversationally. Number four, read it aloud before you publish it, just to check it makes sense. And number five, don't just rely on Google. Think about those other search engines and all the rest of it. Hannah Weinhold. Um, final word. Uh, don't go nuts on it because yes, it's it's there, but like, don't do your entire site for voice search because people are still gonna gonna read and type in, and don't lose sight of the overall kind of goal of your website. Mm -hmm. Simon Daly, final word. 
Yeah, I agree with Hannah. It's a fraction of um, the overall search volumes out there, and people will still use uh, the normal search for more complicated queries. Mm. And you know, again, it, it, they're not going through to your website. They're just yeah. they're getting an answer. If that answer is, you know, for example, if it was Russell's company, get me the phone number of the nearest cleaning firm. Then yeah, you've got it. But if it's something like which do you, you know, which detergent is best for cleaning my oven, they're not going to get through to your website off the back of that search query. So there's limited value. It's useful. It helps, but it's not going to be a, a panacea strategy. So there we go. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to try uh, voice search, and I'm going to ask it who does the best lamb crepes in Burnley. Ah, it better say I quick crepes. It better say Russell. Right. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching on the Facebook Live and for commenting. If you are watching back on Facebook Live, do please still leave us a comment if you have a question, because we will see it and we will answer you. If you are watching on YouTube, you know, like and subscribe below. Um, and if you're listening on podcast, please rate and review us because it, it genuinely helps. That is it. We will be back next week. We are doing podcast only episode next week, but we're doing a deep dive into a voice search strategy. So we'll give you an example of when it's worked really well. That's it. Thank you very much, everybody. Wave. Goodbye. Goodbye.